Hi there again. I'm Father Matt Kovisk, and I'm the rector of St. Mark's Anglican Church in Elkhorn. As you may know, I've always had a special affinity for St. John the Baptist in my own spiritual life. As you may know, I was ordained as an Anglican priest on the day that we commemorate his birth in the Christian calendar. I was ordained on June 24th, 2017. And a few weeks ago, a friend asked me to take some time with his congregation and reflect with them on the birth of St. John the Baptist, on his life and his death. You may remember John the Baptist from how mainline traditions mainly make reference to him in the four weeks before Christmas, also known as Advent, or how the Quebecois have taken him on as their patron saint, St. John Baptiste Day is a statutory holiday in Quebec, or from his ever-famous line from the musical Godspell, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Now, St. John the Baptist plays a valued role within the biblical narrative. In many ways, he foreshadows the coming of the Messiah. At his birth, his father breaks out in song, prophesying, And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. Luke 1, 76. However, as the Messiah started his earthly ministry, St. John the Baptist declared that he must increase and I must decrease, John 3.30. And this happens. We actually don't hear much from John the Baptist following his interactions with Jesus. He really does decrease because the Messiah, Jesus Christ, increased in that he had come to earth and was preaching and teaching about the kingdom of God. In addition to his birth and some of his ministry, we also hear of John the Baptist's death within the biblical narrative. And that's the gospel reading that is assigned to us for this morning. In case you're wanting to follow along with us at home, we're reading from Mark 6, 14-29. In our passage, we see that John the Baptist has run afoul of King Herod. John called Herod out on marrying his brother's wife, Herodias. In marrying his brother's former wife, he broke Mosaic law, also known as Jewish law, in two ways, divorcing his own wife and marrying the product of another divorce. This language, this censure, lands John the Baptist in hot water with both King Herod, who threw John the Baptist in prison, as well as in hot water with Herod's new wife, Herodias, who wants to take him out, also known as having him executed, after John's comments on her newly established marriage. However, King Herod is incredibly hesitant to kill John because John was a righteous and holy man, Mark 6.20, and he enjoyed listening to him speak. However, as time went on, the tables would eventually turn in Herodias' favor, as one day there is a birthday party for the daughter. The daughter greatly pleases King Herod with her dancing, and, presumably, without thinking through the consequences of the following statement, he says to her, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it. Then he doubles down on the statement, saying to her, Whatever you will ask me, I will give you, even half of my kingdom. The daughter then goes off and consults with the mother, who seizes the opportunity that has been presented to the daughter and asks the daughter to request John's head on a platter. Now this puts King Herod between a rock and a hard place, and he is grieved by this request. He is forced 
because he does not want to lose his pride, he is forced to grant his wife and his daughter's request and has John the Baptist executed. And the disciples, John's disciples, go and claim the body. Now, what can you and I learn this day from John the Baptist's death? Well, I think we can learn a few lessons by looking a little bit outside of King Herod and Queen Herodias, that relationship, and looking towards the daughter. Imagine with me. When the king made that promise to the girl, he never imagined that she would ask for something like that. I imagine he thought that she would ask for literally anything else, up to and including half of his kingdom. That's a lot. And imagine with me the surprise when she asked for John's head on a platter. I don't think that Herod had fully thought this statement through. John the Baptist's head on the platter hadn't been an option that Herod had even thought of. And in all of this, the daughter ended up taking up her own mother's grudge against John the Baptist, and in doing so, threw away a chance at taking Herod to the cleaners, as it were. This choice impacted others. It impacted a prophet, John the Baptist, a good man, lost his life because of a grudge. And it impacted the daughter as she was left with a rotting head on a platter, which wouldn't last because, as you know, well, you know. All of this leads me to ask you to reflect on this question. When have you traded a golden opportunity in your life for nothing more than a flash in the pan? Another lesson I think we can learn here um, revolves around the life and the ministry of Jesus. And in his birth and ministry on earth, John the Baptist always pointed towards the work and ministry of Jesus. As the Venerable Bede, a 4th century English theologian once put it, through his birth, preaching, and baptizing, he, John, bore witness to the coming birth, preaching, and baptism of Christ. John always pointed towards the Messiah, towards Jesus Christ. And even in his death, he does this. His death kind of is the catalyst for the daughter. And the lesson we can learn from the daughter this day is that she reminds us that we should heed the words of Jesus himself. For he said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew six twenty one. The daughter took on her mother's grudge. Her mother's heart was focused on making sure that John the Baptist, that man who had dared to criticize her at all, to make sure that he was eliminated once and for all. This whole situation, I think, can cause us to think about where our own hearts are. Is it possible that you and I this day can be holding grudges or hatred towards others? And do these grudges or hatred towards others spill out into our other relationships. We see that in this passage, as I mentioned. In this case, the mother's hatred of John the Baptist spilled over into her daughter. The daughter, remember, asked for the head of John the Baptist at her mother's urging. Has your own dislike of others caused others to do similar things? John the Baptist truly was the prophet of the highest. As prophets point towards the future, a better future, John the Baptist always pointed to work, to the work of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Even in his death, his death foreshadowed 
or um, gave an example of the suffering and death of the Messiah, that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, was going to follow a similar fate to John the Baptist. John the Baptist did not deserve to die because of the grudge of another. Jesus Christ did not deserve to die on the cross for our sins. As we take this morning to reflect on the death of John the Baptist, may our lives be like his and reflect the kingdom of God that he came to preach and teach about. May our lives, like John the Baptist, point in all things towards Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the word of the Father that reminds us that we are beloved no matter what we may do. May our lives be ones we filled with love for others and love for the most holy and undivided Trinity who loved us into being. May we not be taken over by our grudges and our hatred that may creep into our heart from time to time. In all of these things, may God continue to grant us the grace to work through this and make it so. And so we pray. All praise to God the Father be, all praise eternal Son to thee, with whom the Spirit we adore forever and forevermore. For the life, ministry, and death of John the Baptist, who always pointed us towards the dayspring from on high, Jesus Christ, we give God thanks and praise now and forever. Amen.